welcome back and I, I want to apologize right off the bat for the delay in uh these episodes i actually have some queued up and ready to go but let me tell you i have uh had a cross-country move <laughs> we're gonna talk about that in, in today's you know episode or whatever but man that move drained the hell out of me um so I thought I was going to take, you know, my laptop and some of my tools with me and be able to produce and, and release episodes on the road. And boy, didn't happen. So this is a catch up episode. All right. I just want to let you guys know it's going to be a lot of subject jumping and talking about random things. But these things aren't random. It's all what happened and how I got to where I'm at today. All right. So uh, here we go. First and foremost, I moved. Let me tell you, um, getting that house ready in Florida was nothing. <laughs> it was a, it was a really easy process. Um, but at the time of movement, there was a hurricane going on. So uh, the family and I got delayed in Florida. So we, let me tell you how it started. Right. Um, shout out to my cousin, Jamal. He has a, a logistics company. He moves things from left to right, right to left, up and down. Um, I'm. I scheduled him to move the cars. So too many cars to drive. That's don't take that the wrong way. I'm just being honest. Um, too many cars to drive, and and definitely don't want to be in separate cars with kids and a baby and everything else like that going all the way across the country, right? So I was like, hey, yo, cause like I'd rather kick you the money to move this for me, and and he agreed at first, right? And then there was just things that didn't work out the best way possible. So was I disappointed that my cousin couldn't do it for me? Yes, but I understood when it happened why he couldn't, and I'm okay with that. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, ah, man, you let me down. It was more like, ah, next time I got you because it's a little bit a little bit more planning on my part, everything else like that, right? So I had to go with this other company, and I'm going to call their name, and y'all know I don't do that, but I'm going to call it for a reason. Sunshine Auto Transport. Absolutely the worst decision of my life. I wish I had like gunshots, be like, pew, pew, pew. yeah, shots fired. Um, let me explain why. In coordinating, I had another company and this other company wasn't responding to me because at the time I was getting ready to leave, the hurricane was inbound to Florida, right? So I'm trying to get in touch with the company and be like, hey, I need y'all to push this up or y'all not going to be able to make it, period. You know, um, you're not going to be able to come get this car because the weather's going to be too bad. Well, these cars, because the weather's too bad. They never responded. Not Sunshine, the other company. I can't even tell you who they are because it don't matter. They didn't do anything. All right. So I get in touch with this other company, Sunshine Auto Transport or whatever. They say, hey, we're going to get there before the storm. I said, all right, go ahead and book you. Let's get this. You know, the contract is, is cemented by putting the deposit down. So I put the deposit down. They said, we're going to show up tonight at like 10 o'clock. I'm like, well, damn. Okay. That's what's up. 10 o'clock rolls around, nothing. They call me at like 10.45 to say, hey, the driver got stuck in Miami. Um, you know, he'll be there first thing in the morning. So now, get this. I got my household goods being packed up. You know, my house is, the, the movers are coming that morning, and the transport agency is coming that morning. So literally the next morning, I am trying to coordinate these cars going out. And I have to drive them to a location one by one um, to get them on the truck because the truck can't pull up in my neighborhood, especially because the moving truck is already there. So I'm taking up half the road, if not more than that already with the moving truck. They're trying to hurry up because they realize the storm is coming and they want to get all the stuff on the truck and get it out of there. Right. Kudos to them, by the way. Uh, North, North American movement. I'm gonna give them a shout out. My driver was awesome. My packers were awesome. I have no horror stories about that move, about that PCS, anything else like that. They didn't break anything. There's nothing, you know, messed up. Didn't have to file any claims. It was a perfect move. Um, and I'll talk more about that later. But this car situation, I told him, I was like, hey, I need these cars out of here 
before the storm comes. Yep, yep, I got you, man. I got you. All right, cool. Now, y'all know I already told y'all. I air tag everything. So every set of keys has an air tag, which means wherever the keys are, my cars are. So I know exactly where they're going. So I load the cars up first on the truck and I'll fill up the truck. I'm not, not going to lie to you. The truck was filled. So I'm like, all right, cool. Remember, I told you the truck was filled, right? All right, cool. So later on, uh, we evacuate. The house gets packed up. I talked to my driver, amazing driver. He was like, I'm on I'm getting the hell up out of here. There's a hurricane coming. He was like, I'm, I'm going to head up out of Florida, and then we'll be out of you know harm's way with your stuff. I said, all right, man, cool. So, mind you, I dropped air tags in certain boxes. The boxes with all my electronics, the box with really expensive stuff. Um, I had two large boxes of my shoe bins with the movers, and I had four large Tupperware bins in each one of the cars. We got a lot of shoes. So, four large Tupperware bins in each one of the cars with air tags in them. So, I knew. You know, if, if the bin separated from the cars, all right, I know where it's at. Whatever. Don't, y'all don't judge me. Um, so, with that being said, I'm instantly tracking where things are going. We're on the road trying to get out of harm's way for this hurricane, you know, heading up north pretty much, northwest. They say, hey, this this hurricane's going to hit Tampa, and it's going to ride up the coast and go to, and I'm like, all right, cool. It's going to hit Tampa, and it's going to ride up the western side of florida cool so i figured we go to orlando we just gonna chill we go to orlando now we were supposed to be flying out you know to go out west to move to vegas right and flights got canceled so i'm like all right i'll tell you what we're gonna go to orlando we'll fly out of orlando cool we get to orlando i'm watching the stuff now the household goods dude was booking (laughs) I mean, when he left the house, he hit uh, 75 North and got on 10 and was bussing like he was going to get out of the state, period. So I'm like, cool. And I'm watching the cars not move. I'm like, all right, maybe he's got to pick up another car. There was, there was, I think it was full, but they, they say it was one spot on there. So he had to pick up another car. Cool. So the hurricane comes into southern Florida area, um, Port Charlotte or whatever it is. I can't remember exactly where. Uh, that place was devastated by the way where it landed and lo and behold when that hurricane comes in and i'm sitting in that hotel in orlando i'm checking my air tags for the cars and my cars are right where the storm is going to make landfall so i'm panicking because i'm like oh my god let me let me explain something i'm gonna be dead honest with you and not trying to be tmi i love paying off cars so my cars are paid off all of them now, you know the thing that a lot of people say, like, man, all kind of crazy stuff happens when you pay off a car. I'm thinking to myself, what are the chances that I put all these cars on a truck, reserve the whole truck, and they take the truck right to where the hurricane's coming, and all my shit's about to be gone? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking, right? So, as I say that, you know, Noelle's like, calm down, you know, maybe they're going to get out of there. You know, she's always level at it. And I'm like, nah, nah, I'm not trying to hear that right now. So I watched for days hurricane comes i'm looking at cnn and all the other channels and they're talking about all these cars floating off and how this area was totally devastated and the the island bridge is down so you can't even get out of the area that my cars were in and at first i was worried i was like oh my god i hope my driver is okay because the cars hadn't moved right so logically i think about human life first but then after the human life part I'm worried about my stuff. Yo. So I call the uh, booking company who I, I went through. I, I don't think it was Tiger Direct or something direct, whatever. The trash too. I'm going to tell you why. Um, I'm like, hey, my driver told me when he picked up my cars, he was leaving the state. And he's in the area right now where the hurricane hit and my cars haven't moved in six days. Now, I understand you're probably not going to move after the hurricane. I understand that. I want you to know I understand that. But I got mad, and I let them people have it. Why did he take my cars to where the hurricane was going when he told me he was leaving harm's way? 
and it's there. All your cars are secure. Now, here's the deal. With the Apple AirTag, you can tell exactly where it was. It was sitting in a random parking lot. The truck was sitting in a random parking lot, not a covered parking lot anywhere else. So I let them people have it. We need to figure out something because I didn't pay y'all to do that. And by the way, when, when the cars get delivered, you have to pay upon, you know, reception of your cars to say, hey, the contract's good. My cars are in good shape. There's no way in hell I'm going to pay y'all when y'all get here because now I need to have these looked at. I don't know what happened to them and neither do you because you clearly weren't there. Why do I know? Because the keys went one place and the car stayed in another. That's why we had two Apple tags. So more than likely, the keys went with him for safety, which I can generally guess where his house was located at. So after I got off the phone with the, the booking company, the agency that booked that Sunshine Auto Transport to pick my cars up, um, I called them. What are you doing? Uh, well, the driver had to go home to help his family. I said, that's not what the fuck he told me. Excuse my language, y'all. I was like, I don't care that you went home. Why'd you take the contract if you were going to go somewhere else and risk other people's stuff? So he, he, he came to help his. I said, I don't care that would have been well and good if you didn't have my belongings with you then you should have not taken the contract agree right we can all agree upon that it's cool you want to go home and help that but you knew the hurricane was coming when you took the contract and then you took my cars down there which our agreement was you're going to get the hell out of dodge with my stuff on the back of your truck right so trash then the cars don't move for a couple days after that the day that they tell me they're going to be here, they pick the cars up on a Tuesday. They said they were going to meet me in Vegas Sunday morning. Them cars didn't show up till Thursday, Friday. <laughs> so you late on top of jeopardizing my stuff. He shows up at like 930, 10 o'clock at night talking about give the cars a look. It's pitch black dark. You want me to give the cars a look. So let me tell you what I did. The amount of money that I, I told him I was going to give him, I gave it to him. PayPal, because he didn't want to use Zelle or whatever else like that. And honestly, he would have been protected with Zelle, right? Because once you send money with Zelle, you can't pull it back. PayPal, you can. Now, I didn't pull the money back. I did not. But I put buyer protection on it, so he didn't get the whole thing right up front. And I took my time checking that car. I want to let you know that. And he was mad. He was like, well, it, it, you were supposed to send this amount. And I showed him, I did send this amount. He saw the amount that I sent, and it was the amount that I told him I was going to send and that he knew I was going to send. And he couldn't figure out why that price was different, because I put a hold on a little bit of that. Because I don't know what's wrong with these cars until I get them checked out. The car's checked out. They're okay. I sent him the rest. But he still didn't get the whole amount because there was the buyer protection fee on there. That's your problem. Because if you would have showed up on time, I would have given you some money and some. For good service, I will go above and beyond to pay you when you do what you say. But when you don't do what you say, oh, no, no, no. I don't give you nothing. <laughs> you don't get nothing extra. You might not get what we agreed upon because you changed the agreement. And I know people be like, well, that's wrong. Let me be honest with you. If you're doing business with somebody, conduct your business in the best manner possible. Show up on time. Be a person of your word. Don't put anyone's stuff in jeopardy. All right. There's my comment about the first part of this move. Uh, Sunshine Auto Transport. I would not recommend them. Come find me if you mad, Sunshine. You know where I live. Anyway, the next thing. Oh, man. Getting this house in order once we got all the stuff here was it. It still is a pain in the ass. I got a lot of stuff. We got a lot of stuff. Um. <laughs> so. It's so much stuff here. Um, trying to furnish certain things. Because, you know, rooms are different now. We got, like, a media room and everything else like that. And you're trying to furnish that because that's where I sit at and do these podcasts. I watch TV. I watch the games. All of my, my systems, my gaming systems are up here. You know, it's, it's the Wakanda room, essentially, right? So I got a lot of Black Panther stuff. A lot of, I'm going to say Oakland because I always claim Oakland. But Las Vegas Raider stuff, this is this is not the man cave, though. It's just the Wakanda room. It's a place where I put all my stuff. Everybody comes and chills, yada, yada, right? So that was a feat in itself of setting that up with so many microphones and computers and all kind of other stuff, right? The bedroom is perfectly big. Um, but setting that up, 
you know, the bed, the crib, and the movers set all that stuff up, but you know it's always arranging it how you want it to be arranged. And then we got to go through the boxes. The movers don't go through the boxes. So now we got to go through all 27,352 boxes <laughs> to figure out uh, why and how we got so much stuff. And it's crazy. A lot of towels, a lot of blankets, a lot of, oh, God, the closet. Oh, Jesus, the closet was ridiculous. You find out how much clothes and shoes you have when you got to put them all back up by yourself because we didn't pack them they did that um of course we kept the count of what we had just in case you know but there's a lot um the move itself like i said we got stuck in orlando um for a couple days as a storm came that way <laughs> before we left orlando though we had the best idea um after the storm passed disney was closed the next day but you know we some disney freaks so we was like hey we're going to go to Disney because everyone is actually heading back to West Florida right now. They're not stopping at Disney. They're trying to get home. So that night we were supposed to fly out to, to Vegas. We went to Disney and it was perfect. There was nobody there. <laughs> it was us and a few other people who all had the same idea. And we kind of laughed about it because we're like, oh, you guys chose the day to come. Why? Because no one's going to be here. Exactly. We walked through the front gate pretty much. We got to ride all the rides we wanted to. There was no lines. There was no weights. There was no nothing. We had an absolute amazing ball from like 10 o'clock in the morning until like 7, 30, 8 o'clock at night. Yes, we were there that long. Um, we went straight to the airport in Orlando. Flew out. All right, there we go. Now we get to Vegas. We're on a plane full of people. And I'm paranoid. I'm not one of those, you know, germaphobes or anything else like that. You know, um... We got the baby with us, you know what I'm saying? We're we're on the plane and, and it's it's dope. It was actually a decent flight. Um I can't tell you how annoying certain people on flights are, but this one was annoying. So uh she was giving us and then she was giving the guy next to her a four hour flight. She pretty much told her whole life story about relationships the entire four hours and did not shut up. Even when I was trying to go to sleep, I was hearing her conversation about this boyfriend and the next one and then what the next one did that reminded her of the first one i think by the time we landed we were like 10 10 boyfriends in deep and they all had the same problem which made me think they don't have a problem you do if they all have the same problem you got a problem with picking the same person whether it's the same you know the same type of person so <laughs> we land uh of course i'm telling noelle about that and she's laughing at me because she could read my facial expressions now you know what i'm saying so I'm looking over at her and she's looking at me and she's trying not to laugh. And I'm opening my eyes wide and tilt my head like, hmm, you know, and so she's laughing because she already knows what I'm talking about, even without saying it. Um, we land, we get off the plane, we get a rental car because our cars aren't there yet. Right. So here's the next part. We rented a Tesla. And God damn it, I want one. I want one so bad. Um, and I know everybody's like, well, just wait, because there's a lot of electric cars coming on the market. Yeah, I know that. And, and I'm kind of loyal to Chevy, um, you know, with, with all the cars. <laughs> but I really like that Tesla, and it drove wonderfully. It was quick. Even the non-performance version was great. The cameras all around, you know, uh, we went to go, you know, recharge and the Hulu thing on there, we were just watching TV while it took about 20 minutes to recharge. So we got in an episode of Abbott Elementary. Shout out Abbott Elementary. It's a great show. Um, got in an episode of that, caught up, and then we were back full for 340-something mile, 330-something mile range for 16 bucks. And so I started calculating that, like 300 miles at 16 bucks. Man, that can get me through a week. 300 miles can get me through a week, right? So you're talking about 16 bucks a week. $32 every two weeks pay period. Now you're talking $74, $64, 70 bucks pretty much um, a month for technically fuel, right? Now, pay far more than that for gas. And that's just one. If I took one of the cars <laughs> every day for the week, I'm probably paying close to $200 a week. Yeah, it's about $90 to fill up every three days. Yeah. So I'm definitely in the market for one. I want one and I'm, I'm being patient. I loved it. It drove phenomenally. Um, there was plenty of space in there. It was quiet. 
the, the speaker system in there was nice. I made my phone calls in there and people was like, oh, it's so quiet. So as you know, Lotus, my sister, we always talk every morning. Uh, my sister Serena and I, we talk almost every morning um, and they get tired. I have to put my AirPods in because if I'm in the Camaro, you hear it. You hear every, you know, it's not the best cabin sound. Uh, for the other vehicles, they're okay. You still hear a little bit, you know, but not a lot. So being in there, she's like, where are you? I was like, I'm in the car. She was like, uh-uh, no, you're not. Why are you lying to me? And I was like, no, I'm, I'm in the, the rental car. She's like, what did you rent? And I told her it was like a Tesla. And she first, everybody was like, why would you spend so much money? Let me explain. Renting a Tesla was cheaper than renting a normal car. I was surprised by that when I got here. Um, I think it might have been like six fifty for a week and some change. I mean, for something midsize SUV, because we had the Model Y, you know, you're, you're talking about almost a thousand dollars to rent that. And it wasn't even something fully loaded, you know. Um, so that surprised me. And then the drive was quite nice. That surprised me. Um, I was just overall highly surprised and, and, and felt good about that. It wasn't it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. You know, it was so much more. So I'm definitely looking at a Tesla right now. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, <laughs> they're nice. If anybody ever has any questions about them, you should look it up. Um, I didn't see any downside to it other than the fact that you might have to install a charger in your house. Um, that's the only possibility that could be bad. From what I saw, I can hit a Tesla supercharger on the way home from work and I'm good for a week. So I don't have to install that in the house. Um, and a lot of people say the same thing too. They live in apartment complexes. They can't install that charger. They live, you know, somewhere where they can't install it. They just hit a Tesla supercharger or EV charging station. Hell go to the mall do your shopping in 35 minutes, your car is good and you've got your errands done. Bada bing, bada boom. Seen a lot of them at Walmart, malls, everything else. So I, I think it's a good move. Um, I'm pretty sure every as everything, it has its drawbacks. I couldn't tell you any right off the rip, to be honest with you. And normally I look for the drawbacks right away. But you're talking no engine maintenance, no oil changes, you know. And a lot of people have said, well, yeah, sometimes things go wrong. You got to take it in. That's with any car. <laughs> But imagine not having a lot of the maintenance things and a lot of the issues. And, and people did say that, oh, but if the battery goes bad, you got to buy a whole new car. Yeah, but if that battery is slated for 300,000 miles, the warranty period of it, what car do you know that you keep more than 300,000 miles? Some of y'all don't keep a car past two years. Like when they change the body style, y'all trade it in. <laughs> it could be a year traded in. So that's just my take on it. I, I think it's. I think it's pretty good. I really like it. Um, I'm always an early adopter. I just haven't early adopted the Tesla. Um, I'm late on that one, and I really wish I was an early adopter on the Tesla. Actually, no, I don't, because it it was it took a while to get to where it's at right now, and I I like it where it is. Not early adoption, but you know where it is right now. All right, so we're here. We're in Vegas, right? We're riding around enjoying things. Lo and behold. Noel gets sick and I'm like, it's just, you move, you know, you're going from east to west, humid to dry, you know, you're just a little congested. Nope. It was COVID. We done fought off COVID everywhere to get it as soon as we get here. And then she got it. And then our son got it. And we were worried about the other kids like, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. Yeah, they're fine. But then I got it. And you know, as well as I do. Well, you don't know. I don't get sick that often. But when I get sick, oh, God, take me outside, put me in the ground, bury me because I'm I'm just, oh, I can't breathe through my nose. Oh, why is this happening to me? You know, that's how it was. And it, it really did feel bad. It didn't feel bad like I need a ventilator. Um, So I, I understand this is a very serious thing. But for me, it was the worst sickness ever. <laughs> um, I didn't have trouble breathing. I just felt really lightheaded all the time. Like uh, my equilib my equilibrium was messed up. Like when I would stand up, I would feel a little dizzy and have to lay back down. If I was driving and, you know, I go to get out the car real quick, I would have to hurry up and get back in the car to kind of balance myself out because I felt like either I was going to throw up or fall over. And that was the worst to me, not having, you know, your balance or a good firm footing or feeling like the room spinning. Ugh, 
It wasn't coughing. Yeah, I did have a little coughing, but it wasn't bad. Um, everything that everyone else was talking about with COVID, I, I thank God that what I had wasn't that bad. All right. So that was that was it. We just dealt with that for two and a half weeks. So now we can't even check in to work. <laughs> you know, they're like, hey, when you get in here, when you get in here, I got COVID. Take your time. I promise you, I got no text messages uh, other than, are you OK? All right. Take your time. Don't come in sick. Take your time. Um, so that was it was OK. Um, that that gave us time to kind of get the house in order and rest and relax and then go start work. Right. So in all, it was a crazy move um just getting my laptop and my desktop and my you know microphone set up and a lot of things so just the whole studio pretty much set back up to what it was because before it was just a laptop wherever I was in my mom's living room or you know in in our living room or whatever else and now this is a dedicated media room um I'm gonna say it like I got guests I don't <laughs> the only guest I really have is Noelle and my sisters every now and then when they pop in and, you know, this is a whole couch we could sit on and, and do this, you know, talk. <laughs> um, and it's really comfortable and I like it. So the move was very rough in the beginning and now everything is settled and we're back to normal. Um, that's, that's pretty much it. We're even keeled now. Uh, I guess you can say, uh, the, the time difference is still killing me though. Cause God knows I'm waking up on East coast time, wanting to watch football on Sundays and it's not East Coast. So when I wake up at, you know, 730, excuse me, 830, nine o'clock Sunday morning, I'm like, all right, let me go catch some football. It's already midday <laughs> and the 10 o'clock games are damn near over, especially if there's one in London. <laughs> that thing been over before I even crack my eyes open. Um, but, yeah, everybody's getting adjusted. Well, um, the weather is crazy. Like the first time I was here in Vegas, it, it was always warm with the one time that it snowed on new year's eve everybody was running up and down the strip trying to get some heat you know at first it was one big party then it kind of dropped for some reason like the temperature dropped and everybody's like oh got a little nippy and, you know all the ladies were outside in their skirts and shorts you know uh, kind of trying to look cute they were like who you know covered up a little bit and then it started snowing and everybody lost their mind and took off running <laughs> but the casino doors are closed because they don't want everybody all in the casino on new year's you know they kind of want to limit the traffic the only time you're only way you're getting in here is if you have a room you got a room card room key you know that was that year um you couldn't even drive up and down the strip so everybody was just outside <laughs> and i felt so bad uh for the people that didn't have coats or were half dressed trying to look cute and all of a sudden they were just bang out there freezing you're cute but you're cute sickle <laughs> you're freezing cold all right so yeah it's, it's different now like um I went to go check in and I'm driving the Camaro because I, I, I have a wide open shot to work. I mean, it takes me 30 minutes to get to work and I have to leave the city. Right. So in leaving the city, there's nobody on the road. I just want to let y'all know that. I'm not flying. I don't want to say it irresponsibly, but I'm testing the limits responsibly <laughs> of that ZL1. And it's amazing drive. I love it. I know I said I wasn't going to take my car to work that often. You know, it's going to be my weekend thing. Nah. Once I once I get the kids off to where they need to go, drop people at daycare, I will make a run back to this house. Drop, you know, drop Wakanda. That's what I call the biggest, the biggest car. Yeah, you know, biggest SUV. Wakanda. I drop Wakanda off. And then I, I jump into Chala, which is the ZL1. And I push it. <laughs> Like I, I got so hyped one day. Um, I'm not going to tell you how fast I went because I don't know. They'll probably arrest me either way around. Uh, I called my mom and I was like, yo, I topped it out. And she's like, you topped what out? And I told her, I, was like, I topped T'Challa. Why would you do that? I was like, it, it was there. I wanted to see what it can do. There was nobody for miles around me. And uh, I, wow. Let me tell you. When it got up to where it, it says it can get to felt like a plane <laughs> it was quiet in that cabin and i know i told you it was it's not quiet because that engine's working it got quiet i got scared i honestly thought like oh my god i went so fast i died because i don't hear nothing i don't hear the wind on the outside of the car i don't hear anything on the inside of the car i don't hear the engine working it's silent and smooth like not even the little bounces from the road just straight line smooth no shaking no nothing 
And then I brought it back down because I was scared. I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's what it's like to hit insert here <laughs> miles per hour. Okay. Um, but man, I came out yesterday <laughs> and I, I, once again, I dropped everybody off. I get in, you know, the, you know, T'Challa and I, I take it out and I'm like, all right, I'm about to not hit it, but enjoy the ride, you know? And it was so cloudy and, you know, everything else. And as I'm leaving the city and I'm kind of going up towards the mountains, um, the clouds started dropping and they got lower and lower to the ground. And then finally, I was I felt like I was riding next to the clouds and I looked and I was like, oh, OK, the cloud coverage is gone now. And I look behind me and they're all kind of behind me and low and I'm up in the area with the mountains and they're all snow capped. So I tell that story because I literally piss my pants because anybody who knows those summer weight tires or those summer tires on on a performance car they're built to be sticky and it got to be hot outside and it definitely wasn't hot when there's snow on the mountains (laughs) so i was like oh god so you know i brought it i was only doing like 75 at that point you know i brought it down and the back end started just a little bit of you know left right wobble and i'm like oh no so i brought it down to 55 um i was scared and then when i got to work you know a little bit of snowflakes and i was like jesus please i'm gonna put this car in the garage and i'm never gonna bring it out again for the rest of the winter if you just let me get home in one piece and of course that happened It, it definitely happened uh i made it home even though i stayed at work longer than i ever stayed before having fun at my new job um I made it home and it was perfectly fine. Uh, it's actually going to warm back up today. It's a little sunny right now, which is great. And yeah, that, that has been the entire move. It's been a process. Uh, Noelle is, is loving her daytime job. She actually put out quite a few, um, <laughs> quite a few episodes. Um, and I'm just waiting for her to release it. We already have other episodes we're going to release. And uh, I'm sorry, my phone is ringing because this Chevy calling me. Because I was interested in trading in my Camaro since it's paid off and I've already, you know, topped it out. You know, what could I get for it? I can get enough to get the the Tesla that I want. However, I don't want to give it up anymore. I'm not going to give up the Camaro for that. No, it's mine. Like I told you before, it's my dream car. That's going to be something that I just hang on to, period. It's, it's done. It's not like I'm making payments on it. Just hold it. Um, And... It's going to be a collector's item if Chevy does what they say they're going to do. And they're not going to bring back the Camaro after next year. So we'll see. The value of it will go up. If it doesn't go up, oh well. It's not like I'm paying something at all. So whatever. But yeah, that's what the little vibration was just now. They're calling me bad to bring that bad boy in, which I know. I kind of want to take it in just to hear what they're going to say. (laughs) But then the next part of me is, I'm not going to do it. That wouldn't be the one that I trade in. So it's a waste of your time and a waste of my time. Um, and I know the value of it anyway. So anyway, that's, that's the explanation of what's going on. Um, I'm back, I'm back to where I was before. And if anybody knew me in Vegas, y'all know before when I was here, I don't work Fridays. So my podcasts are going to be released on Fridays cause I'm back to not working Fridays. <laughs> it's Friday morning. I'm sitting here. I'm good. It's, it's 9 21 AM. Uh, everybody's in daycare, school, and or work. And I just got uh, the run of everything by myself. Like kick back, catch up on Abbott because I missed a couple episodes. See what else is going on. Watch some Sports Center. You know, arrange the record. Oh, God, I got to get my record collection together. It's, it's still in a box because there's so much of it. So, um, oh, we did find one of the first things we did coming here. <sighs> record stores with a great selection. Love them. There's nothing more pleasing to me than go digging through records. And I don't necessarily look for current stuff. I like a lot of music, just types of music, period. You know, um, I found a Daft Punk album, vinyl. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, I'm still looking for to change pretty girls like trap music, too, because let me explain to you. Amazon has it, but I am not paying one hundred and seventy six bucks for two chains vinyl oh and also chance the rapper acid rap I, I love that one um once again it's on amazon for like 146 so i'm hoping that i go to one of these places and find it even if it's used you know what i'm saying 
there's certain things that I want in my collection. Um, and we have the opportunity to go to quite a few places and browse things. And we thought we had pretty girls like trap. And then we lost it because they was like, oh, no, we had it. And it left not too long ago. And I'm like, God dang it. So, um, yeah, that's it. New calculation. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway. So that's the whole situation. Uh, we're here. We're settled. I'm back to not working Fridays. I'm going to have my run of things. I'm, I'm really excited to take my camera out. It's going to be great. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, oh, yeah, that reminds me. So I always like to give a shout out to the artist around me. Um, Travis Harlan painted me a half Black Panther, half me, like split down the middle of the face. He painted it. Um, it it's on my will be uh, will dot be dot candid Instagram it's amazing. You guys, if you need any kind of artwork, let him work his magic for you because <laughs> this is what he did. Uh, he just hit me up and he's like, I got an idea. And he didn't say it like this, but this is how I picture Travis talking. Cause I know Travis's personality. And he's like, I got an idea. And I'm like, all right. He's like, I need a picture of you screaming. I'm like, the hell? <laughs> I didn't say what the hell because I know Travis. So I was like, all right. You know, I kind of made a funny face like, OK, but I know Travis and I know if he asks for something, I know it's going to be something artistic that comes out of it because he didn't even say it was for a painting or anything else. He just said, I need a picture of you screaming and I need a picture of Noel screaming. I'm like, OK, so I took the picture and then, um, of course, I had to call Noel and be like, hey, that dude that randomly hit you up on Facebook, that's my homeboy from elementary slash middle school slash high school. Um. I know it sounds weird that he just randomly asked you for a picture of you screaming. <laughs> just do it. And she was like, oh, OK, I was wondering who that was. Um, So she did it and he made some amazing artwork. Like I said, the pictures up on will.be.candid, half Black Panther, half me with the mask. I mean, half the Black Panther mask and the other half is my face. I absolutely love it. I want to give a shout out to him. Uh, amazing. Absolutely amazing, Travis. You couldn't have done anything better. And I mean that as a compliment, not as a like, oh, you know, no, I really mean that. I don't think you could have done it. You top yourself on this one. Other people be like, no, he has better pictures. No, he doesn't. It's Black Panther. This is it. This is the pinnacle of the mountain. And it's me. <laughs> it's pinnacle. You, you've outdone yourself to put two great things together. <laughs> so thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Um, It's in the Wakanda room. Actually. That picture is the reason why I call it the Wakanda, the Wakanda room now. Like I had another black painting, uh, Panther painting that I did two of them and I like them cause I did them, but they're not as good as that one. Oh man. So I have one black Panther painting where it's the whole mask, but then it's on my body with all the tattoos and everything that I have. Um, so everybody knows it's me. I like that one, but not as much as what Travis did. That was just, that's personalized to the T. Um, and it's black and white. So it, oh, so it's just good. It's really, really good. Um, and then next and not least at all, uh, recently I lost my great uncle Bob and uncle Bob. I know I talk about my aunt Debbie a lot. I want to, I want to give this man an absolute shout out for affecting me. And I never really knew he, he did that. So my Aunt Debbie, the photographer that I emulate and, and love so much, you know, I talked to her and we talked about her influences. Like what? You know, Aunt Debbie got me into photography, right? And I talked about this before. She got me into it. But what got you into it? Uncle Bob. And I was like, oh, and I'd, I'd met Uncle Bob before and I talked to him about photography and, and it, he's done so much. But I did not realize how much he'd done sadly until I was reading about it in the obituary and I'm really sad now first of all for our family losing such a remarkable legendary man uh, secondly because I didn't have the knowledge to take the opportunity to ask him some of the things that I want to ask him he was a an activist on so many levels um, he brought so much to the culture 
And I really mean that. Like, I know a lot of people say culture like it's a cliche word now. No, he's got artwork all over the world. Um, and, and one of them is the black is beautiful poster. So it's the words black uh, is beautiful. But in those in the words or excuse me, in the letters is his photography and his artwork. And it's amazing. I've seen it before and never knew that was his. It's, it's kind of something that other people have taken and copied and put their own thing in there. But the original one belong to somebody in my family and and you guys got to understand I love photography and I got that love of photography from my aunt who got this love of photography from Uncle Bob you know um and once again in reading about him and sitting down to reading this obituary I didn't even know my Uncle Bob was in the service and he was in the army where he was a photographer and I'm like oh my gosh it's literally in my blood (laughs) There's one thing my family do. We're in the service and we love photography. And that's why I'm just looking like I had no clue he was in the service. I didn't know. Um, But then looking at all the things he had his hands in as far as, you know, our, our culture and taking fo- uh, you know photos for our culture and putting out all these different galleries showcasing the beauty of the black culture, the African-American culture. Man, I knew Uncle Bob was good. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't realize how much of his stuff I had seen before and never even knew it. He also put out coloring books, you know, uh, just about the African-American history and and the history of African-Americans and coloring books and and short stories. He designed coins for the African-American, you know, heroes, Martin Luther King. You know, Rosa Parks, Harriet Tubman, that kind of thing. He, he had coins for all of that. So as I was sitting down talking to my mom about this and she was telling me a lot about what he did, man. It it hurt even more because I was like, wow, I was in the midst of a legend and I knew Uncle Bob was a legend because I always said he was a legend <laughs> because he was so good at photography. He really was. But then it was so much more than that. It was so much more than just picking up a camera and, and taking a photo. And, and if you remember the first photography podcast I did, I talked about the wanting to leave a legacy. Man, that man left a remarkable legacy, not just in his family and his children, but for everybody, whether you're black or not, you can find interest and value in what he's done. If you're open to learning about other things, not just, you know, it's kind of like me. You have to not want to learn just about yourself, but other things too. this. The things he's done. Amazing. Um, and to know that without knowing. That he influenced my aunt in the beginning and my aunt turned around and influenced me, it's the same exact thing. And she said, oh, Uncle Bob was that was my hero with the camera. Like, yep, Uncle Bob, Uncle Bob. And then I had the chance to meet Uncle Bob. Cause you know, we stay opposite, you know, North and South in the country there. And, and when he would come down from New York and, and come see the family and I was actually there cause you know, I'm always gone in military life. I would take the opportunity to talk to him and ask him questions and, and show him some of my pictures. And a few times he looked at him and said, I like that. I like what you did with this there. And now understanding just how big in the game, uncle Bob was, those critiques mean a lot to me. And believe it or not, I don't I don't really like people critiquing my stuff because I don't I don't do it for you to look at and be like, oh, I like it. I do it for me. And that's one of the things that Uncle Bob did. He did it for him and he also did it to document. And show people for years to come. The purpose and the, it was it was a purpose behind that photo. It wasn't just, oh, I'm going to snap a selfie. or I'm going to snap a picture of this girl with a car or whatever else. It was it was for our culture to never forget this moment right here and it was amazing so um i definitely i'm definitely gonna remember uncle bob and i'm actually gonna take a lot from that as far as every time i snap a picture now it needs to be worth something even if it's just for me worth something it needs to be worth something that people will view that picture later and have the under same understanding even if it's a different idea It just has to be in the same book of understanding of why I took that photo in the first place. If you get a chance to look up the uh, Black is Beautiful by Bob Gums, um, or it might be actually Robert Gums. We called him Uncle Bob. Look it up. Look his stuff up. It's definitely a step 
a historical step in the right direction for our culture as far as documentation, you know, photographic documentation, should I say. It's amazing. So, um, unfortunately, we, we lost Uncle Bob. Uh, condolences to his, you know, immediate family. But for the extended family like myself, we lost a pioneering giant. And I also learned that there's something to pass forward because as he passed his love of photography down to my aunt and my aunt passed it to me and I've passed it to, to <laughs> one of my kids. I don't know about the other one just yet, but, but my daughter's got it. She's definitely got it. It's amazing to see that go down the line, but also the ideas of what it was. You know, being an army photographer and then you come out and you focus on culture and heritage and you have building size pictures, you know, on the side of buildings in New York and in other countries and Texas, you know, not that Texas is another country. I'm just saying there are other countries. I know I said that kind of out of order, but here in this country and other countries, it's amazing. It really is amazing. And it lets you know that your work is so much more than just going up on a social media site. Or, you know, somebody paying you for a headshot. For your stuff to make it into another culture's spotlight is amazing. And it makes your work for everybody. And that's that's something that now I'm definitely going to strive for. Not to be seen, but to make something that's so monumental and so worthwhile that everyone will look at it and enjoy it. Not just one particular, you know, niche, but everybody. So um, definitely rest in peace, Uncle Bob. Thank you for what you've done, even though I didn't quite understand it as a as a young kid. And, and I didn't understand it until I was much older. Thank you for what you've done. There was it was a lot. And not only was it a lot, it was meaningful. You know, sometimes there are people that just do a lot and you're like, man, he did a lot. A lot of what? But Uncle Bob was a lot of meaningful products and never self-serving at that. It was never, oh, I do this because I'm the great Bob. No, he did it for us. And that's what what, what I really realized today, talking to my mom and talking to my aunts during this whole situation, they, you know, the whole loss of him. It was definitely a lot for everybody, but not necessarily himself. So very selfless, but serving the community at the same time. So uh, on that note, I just want to say rest in peace, Uncle Bob. Thank you so much for the love of photography that you gave to my aunt and she gave to me because that means you gave it to me as well. Um, and I never knew that. Never even thought about it until I talked to my Debbie and she said that like it came from him. So if mine came from him and yours came from me, then ultimately yours came from him. You're right. You're absolutely right. We had to be introduced somewhere and that that foot stamp. I mean, excuse me, that thumbprint of photography on you passed down to me and now it's down to my daughter and it'll probably pass down to oh god just thinking about my daughter having kids eventually and how far it's going to go down the line is um is ooh, wow so yep i want to take that time to thank him for that um definitely saddened by the loss but also very happy because i got to learn something and now there's an ancestor <laughs> with a camera watching over me and, and that's that's amazing to know. Yeah, there, there's somebody there that's going to whisper in my ear and say, hey, did you get your focal point? There you go. <laughs> so uh, definitely saddened by the loss, but but happy to know that there was so much there and so much more that I wish I would have known while he was here with us. Um, but I'm happy that I have the opportunity now to learn that and pass that on to all generations after me. All right. So that's the episode um, moving friends and the great uncle bob um we're gonna be back to normal pretty soon here so I, when i say back to normal i'm gonna be doing normal episodes this is a catch-up so you understand what's going on so this is this is about me this time now i i will say this <laughs> i do have an episode that is more personal and i'm gonna release it i i didn't i didn't think i wanted to release it but um it is a living breathing testimony and i'm not one of those people to be like oh i'm you know uber religious and i'm just gonna slap you in the face with it it's not even about that it's about yes one god is good not gonna hide that 
Two, the energy you put out in life, be good or bad, always comes back to help you. Now, it can help you in a good way or help you further down the toilet. And that episode took a lot. And I honestly didn't know if I wanted to release it, but I'm at a point in my life right now where I'm going to release it. (laughs) I'm going to release it and I'm not worried about necessarily what I was at first, which was what are people going to think when they hear that I went through this? Let me be honest with you. I don't give a damn because I went through it and people need to know what I went through and with needing to know it's not, it's not so necessarily for me. Cause at first I was embarrassed. Like, I don't want to release this y'all. Some of y'all might go through this, or this may be the red flag, the warning sign, the change the oil now sticker that you need. You know what I'm saying? For what may happen to you in the future. First of all, I want you to pay attention to that part. You may not even come upon the situation that's going to blossom into the situation that I went through. All right. So when you, if you do listen to it, it's called reflection. Um, If you listen to reflection, just understand that that whole thing was, man, it was massive. It was a massive part of my life that actually put me right where I am today. I would not be sitting in this house in Las Vegas where I am right now in my life without that particular thing happening to me. All right. So, all right, that's it. I know I kind of gave an ending and it went back into it, but I want to let you know, um, it'll be one more personal episode. And then we're going to talk about other things like we normally do. I don't know, whatever hits at the time. So once again, thank you for listening. I appreciate your time. I hope you didn't fall off the listenership because I haven't posted anything in a while. Um, I'm, I'm glad that I could tell you about my moving experience. If you have any questions about moving, if you have any questions about who you shouldn't use besides sunshine auto transport, feel free to contact me. I'm on will.be.candid on social media. Um, well, Instagram, Facebook, you know, that's it. I ain't got too much other social media stuff, but like I said, uh, feel free to contact me. Um, shout out to my photography buddies who are still out there taking amazing, amazing pictures. Um, I'm liking what I'm seeing and I have a better appreciation for your societal contribution now than I've ever did before. And I had a high one before. So once again, thank y'all for listening. Thank you for shooting those photos and getting those over to me, guys. I really appreciate that. Um, and Noel will be back in the studio eventually when she gets settled in, but I'm here. So actually I'm not, I'm gone now. So peace out.